dynamic duo who gonna bring y'all some some good old times today uh we're heading back stealth to the year 1995 are you familiar with that year i am i was well i'm not you gonna don't tell need my to, age don't tell the folks your age or they, they don't need to know that but well, I remember you, you remember do you have fond memories of 1995 um fond i guess so sort of kind of just, it's you know, golden years, huh? Considering the age at the time, <laughs> didn't, didn't have, have a lot of responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? You remember our movie? Which, if you hadn't watched the, or if you hadn't uh, read this, the introduction or read the title here, we are talking about Bat Boys, a 1995 movie, which is why I said the year 1995. Do you have fond memories of Bad Boys? Prior to I watching remember it watching it a lot. Uh, yeah, it was one of those movies that once it did leave the theaters, you know, it came to TV. It always came on. It was on. always on for you. BT, I'm sure, <laughs> probably showed it a lot as yeah. they do all the movies. I think I was more familiar with number two than one, which I told you this, obviously. Just because I was older when two came mm-hmm. out, I don't count. I mean, I remember Bad Boys one, but not. It wasn't something that we just watched in the Campbell household a lot. Okay. I mean, I was familiar with the with the stars of the movie, which we'll get into. I think everybody who's listening to this podcast knows who's in the movie. Before we start, yes, I have a special request. I feel like I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> okay. Am I am I putting you on the spot? Probably. Okay. Probably going to say no. That's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Bad Boys theme song, which was. Written by the group Inner Circle. Okay. Did I, I never very conscious when I said Inner Circle. Circle. Um, I don't think anyone knows the lyrics, quite knows the lyrics. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> well, this isn't a quiz, Steph. I have the lyrics written here. Okay. But this is a special fan request. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm a fan of yours, so I'm requesting <laughs> this. Could you give us a reading of the infamous verse three, which is what everyone knows. You don't have to sing it. I just want you to give us, give us, give us, give us a good reading in your beautiful, beautiful reading voice. I want you to pretend that there are uh, harps and pianos playing about you as you read this. Okay. It's a short line. You ready? So I'm reading all of this. Yeah, there we go. Right there. You want me to count you all? No. Okay. Nobody yeah. not give you no break. Police not. Hold on, give no, 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 no. Hold on. You're gonna have to put more on it. As in what? Give Give me more. Give me more. Nobody not give you no break. Police not give you no break. That old soldier man not give you no break. Not even your Idrin. Idrin give you no break. Thank you, still. Okay. I wanted you to put a little more uh, patois on it. Sorry. But um, I appreciate the effort. You can't spring it on me. <laughs> I did just kind of throw that on you, but we appreciate it. That was a reading of Bad Boys the by Inner Circle. Song. 
Thank you, Steph. Let's jump into the movie. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like that was a detour. Did I, did I, did I, I'm sorry for putting you on the spot. You want me to do something for the fans? <laughs> I don't have anything. Um, maybe next time I'll you, think of you something. You sure? Because I could do something. Cause I could, bad boys, bad boys. Oh, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Okay, we're moving on now to I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Now I'm gonna do it as Aaron Neville. Bad boys, bad boy. That's horrible. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Okay, we have a synopsis <laughs> <laughs> from imdb.com. So, bad boys, we have two hip detectives who protect a witness to a murder while investigating a case of stolen heroin from the evidence storage room from their police precinct. So. Pretty, in a sentence. That was it. That, that's that pretty summed much Summed it. it up. Uh, yeah. The film was shot in Miami between June and August of 1994. They moved quickly to shoot around Will Smith and Martin Lawrence's TV schedules. The, both of the guys were, obviously, anyone, everyone knows this, were uh, shooting television shows around the time. Will Smith was in uh, season five of his show. Martin was in season three of his show at the time. So they... Uh, they moved quickly to shoot. The film had a $20 million budget and it returned $65 million domestically and $75 million internationally. Another film that performed well internationally. Uh, this is director Michael Bay's first film, first uh, film, but he had done music videos and things of that sort before this, but it's his first uh, big budget film. They just give a white man $20 million and say, go for it. <laughs> um, he went on to do Bad Boys 2 the Transformers franchise amongst you know other stuff where things are blowing up uh, the film <laughs> like I said the, the film stars Will Smith and Marlon Lawrence as detectives Mike Laurie and Marcus Bennett respectively Res- respectively mm-hmm. am I saying that correctly mm-hmm. respectively keep going mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Will had done three films prior to this most notably most notably Six Degrees of Separation uh, Martin uh well, I, I go back to Will Smith. Of course, Will Smith went on to do a bunch of other films. He had a bunch of summers on the road where he had the blockbuster film of the year. Martin had minor roles before this in Do the Right Thing, the House Party franchise, as well as Boomerang, a movie we've reviewed. Um, he did Thin Line Between Love and Hate the year after this in 1996 and pretty much hit his stride in 99 with Life alongside uh, Eddie Murphy. Other stars of the movie, Tia Leone as Julie. She had a small role in A League of Their Own before this, but she, uh, this was a pretty much a breakout role, first co-starring role. She went on to big, have big roles in Deep Impact as well as a good favorite of mine, Fun with Dick and Jane. Teresa Randall stars as Marcus's wife, Teresa. She had mostly small roles before this. She was in a couple Spike Lee joints, and she got her first starring role in a Spike Lee joint, 1996's Girl 6. Uh, Joe Pantaleone. Pretty sure I'm mispronouncing it. it. It's kept Pantaleono. Pantaleano. Okay. Pantaleano. All right. Joe Pantoliano. Joe Pantoliano. Stars as Captain Howard. He was a uh, he's a pretty prolific character actor. He probably is best known as Cipher from the Matrix franchise. He was also in The Fugitive and U.S. Marshals alongside Tommy Lee Jones, who also starred with Will Smith in Men in Black. 
Yes. Those are the facts. Those are the stars, rather. Um, 1995 facts. Gas, 115 a gallon. The movie. A movie ticket, rather. 435 Average car, $20,000. I wish. I know. OJ was acquitted that year. Timothy McVeigh blew up some stuff. Uh, and a 19-year-old Tiger Woods won the U.S. Amateur Open. I didn't Do you know, know that he was that young. Hmm. I mean, I knew he was young, but I didn't know he was just 19. I mean, 95, 76, so. No, I just mean I didn't know he was that young, you know, winning his That's what my fat card says. Okay. All right. And we're going to take that as law. Do you know the number one uh, year-end song in 1995? I do not. You want me to tell you? Sure. Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Okay. So what what was the movie that was in? Do you remember? Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. Starring Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. Do you? Who was also in a Batman movie with Tommy Lee Jones. See, it just all comes back around, man. When Tommy Lee Jones in the Batman movie? Like Batman Begins? It's had like... uh, Was he Joker? I think he was... Was he Joker? Was he like... uh, I don't know then. That's who comes to to my mind first. Maybe I'm making it up. I have to look it up. But we're ready to get into this. Excuse me. <laughs> right? Carry on. Yeah, we're ready. Bad have, Boys, 1995. I don't have it. No more facts, baby. No more facts. 1995, okay. man. Um, <laughs> so the movie opens up, and we have Marcus and Mike. Uh, they're riding, you know, in this expensive car that Mike owns. We actually don't know their names. You know, if you... <laughs> You know, hadn't seen the movie before. You don't know their names for a while, which is something I didn't notice. They're Detective 1 and Detective 2 at the time. Basic, basically. So uh, he has this car. Mike does. That's, uh, what, $105,000 Porsche. Which, can I give another fact? Sure. That car belonged to director Michael Bay. Okay. I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm All a right. fact machine, baby. Um, very unrealistic. Um, from everything I know about the money that pe- police officers make, at least legitimately, I don't know what they make on the side, but we find out later that he's a. Uh, okay, I was say what we get into. I thought we. Uh, that was, okay. <laughs> he's a trust fund baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So him having the car wasn't the thing. It was just unrealistic to be on duty or on your way to duty and be driving this car. But whatever, it's a Michael Bay film. He likes uh, flashy things. Flashy man. things. Um, let me see. We are introduced uh, to, well, not really introduced, but uh, Goldmouth makes an appearance, Correct. right? Which is a character from Life, if you haven't seen that. Also starring, Life. Also starring Martin Lawrence. If you haven't seen that, I encourage you to see it. Please One of the do. funnier movies, uh, or funniest movies in my opinion. Sad, but, I mean, they do a good job mm, with the balance. Life is, life life is sad. <laughs> is sad. <laughs> and so, of course, we have this uh, European villain, you know, that's pretty typical for American action films. There's some European villains. Yes, yeah. A, and, a, a, a well-known trope. And then yeah. Time, and once again, you speak about names. Uh-huh. We don't know his name until probably an hour in. So I don't well, know where this go. film was, <laughs> was going, but it's not important, though. He's a villain. He's a villain, and he's leading this group that breaks into the police station, as Synopsis says, and they steal the heroin. Heroin. <laughs> That's how we see it. After that, uh, the department, Marcus's and Marcus and Mike's department is uh, what they they IA internal affairs threatens to shut it down if they don't find it in three days. Three days. So we got seventy two hours. Seventy two hours Figure to get the job done. That's also 
like a typical action movie. They only have, you know, a limited amount of hours time. or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first four, they give you two days to find They do. Murderer, so. so 72 hours might be tops. Um, so they're going to get shut down in three days. So they have to find, you know, this heroin. They have to do whatever they can, which we'll see, uh, to solve the case. And right after that, you you hear the captain. Uh, what's his last name? His name captain. is Captain. Is it Howard? Am I making that up? Uh, I can't remember. Hold on. Let me look at my, let me look at my fat cards because I have my facts. Okay. I have a lot of cards here. Oh, I threw it. Therein lies the problem, Steph. His captain. name is Captain Howard. Captain Howard. Uh, he tells Ma- Marcus and Mike to what does he say? Uh, do what you do, but watch my shoe. Yeah, do what you do. It's definitely be an inside job. Don't rule it out. The way I see it, we got seventy-two hours before the FBI and the DEA walk in here and shut us down, and we're going to be the bad guys. The politics demand that somebody take the rap for this, and it's going to be us. Just do what you do. Faster. So we see, you know, it already kind of set up as, of course, these are cops that are going to do any and everything, legal or not, to solve the case. And that actually comes up again later. He says something to that effect, do what you do. I want to say that it comes up twice. Um, he yeah, that. Um, he, if um, he didn't say it, he it was implied. So, yeah, uh, you see that, you know, they... Um, we have a. They make the cops seem like you know, good guys because they're solving the case, they're getting the heroin back. But they're gonna have to do some things. And there's a point that me and you have made um, outside the podcast. Uh-huh. The less that they're dressed like a police officer, mm. the more they get away with, and the cooler they are. So I mean, I guess These it's purposeful. They're pretty cool. You got a Porsche. Martin, uh, character Marcus is always in a vest, uh, like Casey and JoJo. <laughs> Casey and JoJo, <laughs> not characters; those are real person. But they, they are he kind of looks like he's. Well, they were in, characters uh, in Soul Food, a typical so. '90s yeah. video, and of course, Mike. And Mike is just, you know, he's, he's a model yeah. <laughs> at all times. So yes, they are never in uniform. Never, which, which is interesting. Given the now, guys. I don't know if detectives just don't. But really, they could have been anybody. They probably still wouldn't be. They um well, they I think they, they alluded to them, you know, being undercover. Uh huh. So I guess they would have to, you know, they would have to fit in. Look like the street. Look like, like the street look, guys. You okay, know what I'm saying? but so anyway, that's why this is on. Um, yeah, that part. <laughs> so yes, in any movie you watch, if a police officer is not wearing a uniform, he's the cool one, and so he gets to he gets to push the envelope. And so, do and what they the do. The envelopes are gonna get pushed in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what do we say? This uh, is is this propaganda? This is propaganda, as, as they say today. Uh, <laughs> this is propaganda through and through, and um, I, I won't go on a diatribe, but it was an interesting choice given this pro this movie's proximity to the L.A. riots hmm. and other, you know. Um, uprising that were going on at the time. Not to say that this was just made to like give a better image to police officers, but I can't put it past them. Well, it's always <laughs> even if the police are bad in the movie, I, I guess bad. I guess that could be in quotes, depending on what you believe bad for police right, officers. Because right, right. some people believe police officers officers should be able to do whatever they want as long as they. You know, we know which people you're talking about. <laughs> as, long as, they, <laughs> as long as they crack the case or yeah. solve it, whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's still this this uh, idea that 
you know, it's only one. You know, people say, oh, it's only one bad apple, blah, 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 whatever. Like I say, the only time one bad apple doesn't spoil the bunch is if that apple is a police officer. Then you merely can just, I'll scoop that and, apple Yeah, they're just like, oh, that's just one. He, he or she, that's just one. But, but Mike, and, Mike and Marcus are on bad apples, per yeah. se. <laughs> they're just funny bad. They're, they're cool bad apples. They're cool bad apples. Shiny gotcha. apples. Granny Smith apples. So they go forward, and like the uh, captain says, they do, do what, what they do. Um, They break into a house. He's not answering. I guess we should just leave. What? Make a trip all the way down here to high society for nothing? No, man. That's what they got windows for. We can peek in. Oh, yeah, that, that should be okay. Oh, I tripped. The handle just opened right after I tripped. It just opened. Well, I guess they want us to come in. Uh, was it man? His his throat is slit. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, they're looking for um. They're looking for the dope at this time, so they're following yeah. their leads and you know, doing uh, what they do, doing detective work. Yes, they break into his home. Of course, he's dead. Uh, you know, they you say, of course he did. Like that. Of course he's dead. Well, I'd already said that oh, his throat, said throat was slit, slit. so well, you, don't you know, have to die. huh? You don't have to die if your throat gets slit. Okay. How... Well, he's dead, and <laughs> and they break into the house uh, to to find that out. Um, and then one of my quotes will come from that scene. Obviously, you want to pick up here? I don't. Oh, oh, I can. It's yeah. my turn already. I think so. Um, anything you want to discuss of Act Um Act One? Did you have I anything? Not, I, nothing I really in depth happened. Uh, just some good old fashioned propaganda. Yeah, <laughs> they oh. just set it up. Kinda. Yeah, I don't think I have anything. Like you said, the, the weird part of of not mentioning names, which which is whatever, it's minor detail. But I just it, never it, noticed uh, it. It gives it a glimpse into their friendship slash partnership early on. Yeah. It gives you know you get to set the tone that Marcus is you know he's the family guy. Yeah, Mike never is the home. wild guy who is very inappropriate telling the kids stories about women, which whatever that's about. But um so it it it, it does begin to build, you know, I guess world building, not necessarily world building, but giving the characters fleshing them out a little bit. Yeah. It kinda that's really all that takes place. Uh interesting point when you mentioned the uh the copaganda and the IA stuff, they are always played as the bad guy, which is interesting. IA. IA. Anybody yeah. who's stopping them from doing what they from do. doing the side Somebody stuff. said, follow the rules. You know, she, <laughs> the lady, the IA lady is played up as like, oh, look, it's sticking to us. She don't want to, she really yeah. doesn't want to find the dope, you know, yeah. but she's, she's trying to she do the right thing. So they, they, a lot of, of, of buddy cop, cop movie tropes are present in the movie, yeah. which is to be understood, but. We don't need to deal if it's not yeah, that. Yeah, that's it's, always a conflict. IA, and it's like, okay. I know. It's like, but, you know. Man, they just want you to They do get these stories correctly. from somewhere. Hey, they don't just pull this man. from nowhere. Don't get me started, sister. Starting and picking up where she left off. Um, hold on. Well, I don't think, did you, 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 didn't, you didn't finish your part. You're skipping ahead. But I, I'll pick up where you left off. After they, um. Uh, they don't find the dope, and they they get a lead. Uh, Mike taps one of his informants to go party with uh with one of these drug dealers that she knows, and that's how she, he's going to get the information that's going to lead him back to the score. That's that's his whole plan. With whatever, so the his uh, his informant is a uh, is an escort, 
And she goes to the party. She picks up her friend to go with her, who is Julie, played by Tia Leone. Um, I don't know if I'm putting too much on this. Is it Tia Leone? Anyway, played by her. And they go to the party. Max is the, the informant's name. Ends up being murdered by the villain, the uh, European bad guy, because for no reason really so i guess they're just setting him well, up to she be very sees, bad yeah she sees the heroin and that's the only thing you i guess i concluded is that he just didn't want anybody to know well that's stupid because he left the heroin sitting there he what shot the mean? guy he shot max and he left the heroin on the table because when when marcus knew when they came back into it they were like they, oh. yeah they tasted or smelled well, i don't or know whatever cops do just knew <laughs> so he i guess he was just like I but can't, hey, I can't stand there for was it. nobody there to say None that they the saw list. him. I, and I, I need to rewind. The reason why all this is happening, because in the initial heist, one of the villains, one of the henchmen stole a little dope. He took a little dope to the side for himself. And that's where we pick up with that. He ends up being a cop, but I think I'm jumping ahead there. Um, After that interaction, Julie freaks out. And she says, I'm not talking to anyone but Mike Lowry. And <laughs> this is a problem because Mike Lowry is uh, indisposed at the moment. So the captain makes Marcus lie. Marcus, played by Martin Lawrence, has to lie and pretend that he's Mike. Right, either I talk to Lowry or I'm going to blow down. Mike, Mike, phone, telephone, Mike. He, he's coming. He's coming right now. Hold on, please. Hold on. Talk to her. Cam, I ain't got time for these games. Talk to you. This is the, the witness, the girl at the hotel. Hold, yeah, Harry, he's, he just got out of the john. Hold on. Talk to her now. If you don't talk to her now, she's going to walk. Captain, I can't be no Mike, man. Just talk to her now. She's going to walk out. This is our witness. Calm down. Hello? This is Mike Lowry. Played by Will Smith. As you can see, this is going to set up hilarious hijinks. Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Marcus goes to to uh, procure the witness, bring her back as Mike Lowry. Once again, he's still pretending to be Mike Lowry for no reason. He goes to uh, get Julie. The bad guys come, shoot him up. Bang, bang. We got to get out of here. After the uh, after the sh- after the shootout, they head to uh, Marcus's apartment. I mean. Mike's apartment. See, now even I'm confused who is Mike Lowry. Yes. You see what I mean? It's convoluted. They head to Mike's apartment for whatever reason. Instead of putting her in a safe house, they yes, take her to I, I Mike's apartment. Uh, Marcus lies to his wife for no reason to say he's going to Cleveland undercover. And they switch lives for four days, for three days, three and a half days. But everything that revolves around these two, you make it. It makes it seem like it's been going on for weeks because Mike is staying with Marcus's wife. Marcus yes. is getting suspicious. Like it's it's very weird. But it's played up for laughs, and they make some have some good moments. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, Julian Marcus as Mike Lowry uh, look at a, a photo lineup, and they pull out the guy's mugshot who was part of the the whole heist thinkamajig. He's not the man. He's the man next to the man. The computer says, guess what, guys? He's on probation and he works at Club Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Which, whatever. Yeah. We're not going to even nitpick over that. Uh, they go to the club. They go to Club Hell to find the guy. So the two detectives and a white lady go to get a villain who's already been part of a murder 
Well, two murders, actually, because I slipped, skipped over one murder. He also murdered the uh, escorts. What do you call it? Like a... I don't know. I don't think it's a madam, madam but whoever is over that company, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he murdered the, the administrator. Administrator. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what you call. Yeah, I don't know that, the title, but she's the she person he makes the appointments through. Correct. Okay. There we yeah, go. she did die. Um. Yeah. Got but nonetheless, that's not important. So this guy's already—he's been responsible for that and a shootout. And they go. They send a white a white lady into detectives with no backup to get uh to well, well wait a minute marcus and mike go they say they're going to go right and they take her i mean they he handcuffs them to the, the steering wheel but it's not like well no he doesn't even handcuff on their go around that's no. that's why he starts handcuffing her because the the stunt she pulls so yeah she says i'm i'm not gonna stick around and she decides to go to this club where she knows the killer, the killer is. is that who's looking for her which uh, is why you're supposed so I, to be i guess to she's be gonna in. solve it she solve does. the problem once and for all by trying to kill she tries to shoot the guy <laughs> in the middle of club hill this causes a ruckus of and course. the guys the, the gang has to flee they flee the, tr- uh, the scene in the truck filled with ether, which explodes on the bridge. You know, Michael Bay stuff, a lot of flipping, a lot of blowing up. Got to blow up something. Unfortunately, it's all caught on helicopter cam. And of Teresa, <laughs> Marcus's husband, I mean, Lord have mercy, these names <laughs> are tricking me. Marcus's, Marcus's wife. wife, Teresa, sees him or his children see him. And it's like, oh, he ain't in Cleveland like he said he was. What's going on? Lying. Is Has he been lying to me? Has he been playing like he's Mike Lowry? I don't think she she didn't think that. Because no, that she would be, didn't know that. It would be a ridiculous thing to think. She was like, no way a police officer and his captain would come up with this harebrained scheme. Right. So you can see why she believes it's a lie. Who would come up with this? And she sees him with a woman, so. Yeah, we get to that. Even We're skipping. That uh, they do some more police work and they end up going to a cost, uh, JoJo the Tire Man, get some more info. JoJo the Tire Man um, is played by... Christopher Imperioli, Imperioli, yes, Imperioli from The Sopranos. Imperioli. Um, mm. But they, they get some information from him. He tells about the chemist and the dope and the boat is on. The guys go do a little staking out, look at the boat, but this ends up leading the criminals right back to him. And then a shootout occurs. First, a hilarious scene occurs with Teresa and Mike and the other Mike and Julie. And it's like, oh, man, these hijinks are getting too much for me. Can you um, 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 leave me and Mrs. Burnett alone? For... Right. Y'all met? Um, baby? I, I know. So let me... Mar- Marcus, Marcus. I, Marcus, as far as I am concerned, you can keep the wedding ring in your pocket because you, you your new little me, girlfriend... And Mike, we'll all be very happy living here. Trust me. Sweetie. It's not even... Uh-uh, no, 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 no. I saw it on the news. Come on, that that be having a slant. And then a shootout. So it kind of breaks it up. A shootout happens. Mike runs shirtless through the city. (laughs) And we get a cool scene of them. We got Marcus, then he jump on the taxi. uh, It's just ridiculous. It was just a lot going on. Trucks riding down stairs. They destroy the block as they... And nobody died. (laughs) The bullets are never real. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, nobody died. So that's a good thing, I suppose. 
And but, I think at, around that time is when the captain tells them, you know, do what you got to do. Something to that effect. Maybe after that. Because I, well, yeah, because right after this, they get shut down by Yeah. And then he was like, well, that doesn't mean anything because I don't follow rules. So we don't follow rules in this department. Let's do it off the books like we, we always do. <laughs> off the books. We don't do what they tell us to because we're cool and we don't wear police uniforms. Yeah. So. That's it for that, my section. Anything uh, you need to, to, to cover in, in no. section number two? No, but it uh pretty much wraps up um who is it? Is it is it John Sally? John Sally yes, yeah. makes an appearance. Uh, Detroit Bad Boys. He uh, uh, makes an appearance as uh Fletcher. It was Fletcher. I'm pretty sure it's Fletcher. What did you it, have written? You didn't write down any note card? I didn't write it. That wasn't important, his name. <laughs> but basically, he's a computer computer whiz, and um, Mike and Marcus uh, enlist him, and they end up finding out that one of the guys associated with the heist, or part of the heist, used the to be- The first guy that died. Yeah, the first who, guy who, that died. The one who took the, the dope to go. He took a little side dope. He took the dope to go. He was an ex- police officer dun, dun, dun. and they uh, end up finding out that a woman that works at the precinct dun, dun, dun. lived with him or, was they, a, his girlfriend just girl they weren't yeah, married yeah. but you know girlfriend uh, they had a relationship nonetheless didn't they let play on League of Your Own too wasn't she on the I'm not making it up say that again wasn't she on a League of uh, League of Their Own too as well not like number two. I'd have to sequel. go back and okay. look at the. Uh, I, I'm putting you on the spot one. again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, um, so she sits in the corner. She, you know, shaking like a leaf because she's like, I know. Shaking they, like a dog. I know whoop they see da, my name. <laughs> her name. They know. She knows that they see her name on the computer. Can I? Why? It's her name on the computer. These are good computers for '95. They tell when the guy works. Why would you have a maybe a they have to have that information? Like, okay, give or us maybe your maybe she who are you talking to? Maybe she was a contact for him mm, because true. it said they, they had kids. Because then because then she say uh, mm. that they threatened to so it was uh, a baby father. put I guess some um, lewd, lewd photographs. photos on the children's uh, bulletin board at that school if she talked. So. Uh, She's scared, you know. She explains that she was blackmailed. But anyway, um, we get to the final scene, basically. You know, it's always a showdown. One more uh, explosion. (laughs) Got to get one more explosion in before the case is solved. Um, I mean, they they thwarted it. Yeah, they stopped the the drug deal, shoot a lot of people. Marcus gets shot in the leg. Uh, of course he would. You know. Yeah, they jump over some stuff. Yeah, Mike. I mean, come on, Mike can't get shot. He got hit over the head, but he that was early shot. on. Yeah, but yeah, they they do some more shooting, some more blowing up. Uh, the bad guy whose name we now know is Fouché. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry for not mentioning that. Hey, it's not important. It's really not. He, <laughs> they, they they do some shooting. He tries to get away. The the bad boys stop him and. They live to fight another day. Yeah, pretty much. And that is bad boys in a nutshell, man. Yeah, um, in, in 29 minutes and <laughs> 35 <laughs> seconds, even less than that. I mean, that's it. Like you say, it's a Michael Bay film. You get a little explosion, um, some conflict, and 
Yeah. You get some funny moments, which I, I mean, if I could just jump into my. Uh, go ahead. Go well, ahead. my quote was when I when they were uh, fiddling around the dead body and they broke in the guy's home. You know, we just here to brought some brown sugar. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Oh man, no, that's too much bass in your voice. That scared white folks. You got to sound like them. We were wondering if we can borrow some brown sugar. Yes, of course. I yes, mean, this is this one. Martin it's line, repeated. man. It's, it's, it's great, Martin. You know what I'm saying? Probably improv, you know. Um, my favorite scene is probably the um, the scene with the guys on the phone in the uh, in the police department like i said when they were playing it like mike had began to get close to marcus's wife you know he mm-hmm. was playing on the phone yeah. so it's a cute scene between the guys we didn't have a lot of moments when they were just you know being buddy buddy because we either shooting it was just okay, then there was a lot of f-bombs flying so it wasn't really just kind of we did we had the beginning where they built the relationship then it's kind of you know, we had Marcus with the with the witness, Mike over here, so they never were just Yeah, they were never well, they couldn't be together. They couldn't uh, could be two mics at the same yeah. place at the same time. And when they did, it was, you know, by accident because he stopped by or uh, he had uh, my, at the end. Uh, or when when the shootout happened, he came by because they were, you know, they were finishing up. Yeah. Everybody to go get the bad guys, the bad boys. Once again, that's mentioned twice in this movie. One time in reference to themselves, Mike and Marcus. And one time in reference to the bad guys. So I don't know who the bad boys are. It's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. I guess it's everybody. Depending anybody on how could you be a bad boy. Anybody could be a bad boy. At, are you a bad boy or are you a bad boy? <laughs> 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 it's all about how you say it, where you it's put the emphasis. How you say it. But do you have any favorite quotes, favorite scenes? Nothing. I don't really think I did. Did you have enjoy any the favorites. movies? Did you I enjoy mean, the movies? Yeah, it's bad God. boys. Uh, you know, it was cool to bad view boys, it again. Bad boys, bad boys. What's going on out Did I get any better? No, or you my didn't. Never? We can we can let that that one go. Oh, what's that going out there? What's that going out there when they come for you? Yeah, but as far as I see, <laughs> <laughs> most of it is, you know, them blow. Like, they have their little lines, but, you know. I tell you what, this is, would be a hard sell if you just wrote this on paper. We're going to make a movie based on a song that's the theme song for a police procedural show that comes on Fox. And they say, wait, wait, wait. It's going to star a guy who was a rapper in the 80s, and he has a sitcom now. And they say, hold on, hold on, hold on. And the host of Dev Comedy Jam. And then they were like, sure. I mean, they were. It made, it made 60 million. Help me look at my card. <laughs> it made $60 million. So they were right. But, I mean, Will Smith, people knew Will Smith. Do people know, did they know Martin? Well, I say that. I guess they did because his show was very, very popular at the time. More popular than I knew. Martin. Yeah, his his yeah. his his television. I thought it was just black people watching. I didn't know everybody. I, I mean, I don't know. Well, it was it was on Fox, white, so, so it I don't was know. like it wasn't on cable, so true, everybody true. everybody could has see KRD. It. Yeah, <laughs> KRD here. Everybody uh, could see it. What was uh, Fresh Prince? It came on. It was, it was NBC. NBC. So again, it came on before Blossom. Whoa. You didn't have to have cable, so you know it was one of those shows that everybody had access to. So it probably was. I just thought it was a black thing. You know, he wore a lot of HBCU sweatshirts and stuff. Detroit. I, hey, but even if it is, all the black people with the TV was able were able and to see true. it. Are well, you implying that black people don't have cable? 
No. What I'm saying is that when you are on network television, everyone with a TV has access to that channel. It's like a CBS. How much? How much? Uh, Every CBS show on CBS goes platinum. <laughs> CSI has been on since I was a wee boy. Yeah. And I don't know. You put your show on HBO, only certain people are going to be able to see it. Not saying that you won't have success, but, I mean, you're clearly not trying to get as many people as possible if you go to, you know, a cable channel. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Do you want to read the lyrics again? I don't. I'm a, want me to we'll let them? you do it and we'll close out. We'll close out on that on your, no, I'm, after your reading. I'm going to do Aaron L one more time. Here we go. That's it then. <clears throat> Bad boy, bad boy, what we're gonna do? What we're gonna do when they come for you? <laughs> Peace out. And on that note, <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. Don't forget to let's view it again. View it again. Watch Bad Boy. <laughs> <laughs>